Welcome to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet, a show about jazz drummer Paul Modian. This is your host, Cindy McGurl. Um, this is actually a recreation of a show that I did live on February 14th for WRFR, Rockland, Maine. That show was recorded incorrectly by me, so it's lost forever to the airwaves, but had such great music and some great readings that I'm going to recreate it here. So I hope you enjoy the show. I'm featuring Funk Dumpling, which is Perry Robinson's first LP. Um, if you go on jazzcloset.blogspot.com, you saw I posted Paul's handwritten calendar where he recorded his gig dates and his pay. On February 10th, 1962, it says RD, recording date, Perry Robinson, Savoy, 1 to 4.30, $53.50, and, and that is all he was ever paid for this recording, and I think that Perry Robinson actually paid out some of his own money to make this recording. So we're going to start off with Margareta, which is a composition by Perry Robinson. It's a 1962 Savoy jazz recording, Perry Robinson on clarinet, Henry Grimes on bass, Kenny Barron on piano, and Paul Modian on drums. Thank you. 
That was Margareta, a Perry Robinson composition, written about a Spanish girlfriend he had from the 1962 recording, Funk Dumpling, on Savoy Jazz. And I'm featuring this album today, Perry Robinson clarinet, Henry Grimes on bass, Kenny Barron on piano, and Paul Modian on drums. And I'm going to read a little bit from Perry Robinson's autobiography, which is called The Traveler, um, co-written with Florence Wetzel. There's a chapter called Funk Dumpling in the book, and I'm going to read a little bit from that. Henry and I collaborated on the album, and we used my compositions and his. We did Henry's songs, Sprite's Delight, Farmer Alfalfa, and Funk Dumpling. We also did a famous old folk song, Midnight in Moscow, which Lubinsky made me change to Moon Over Moscow. Lubinsky had a huge book listing every single published song. If a song was listed, that meant it was registered and he wouldn't get any money on it, so he made me change the name. I knew Midnight in Moscow was going to be big, so I said to Lubinsky, if you put this out as a single, it'll be a big hit. That's when they were putting modern jazz on singles, and people like Hornet had jingles and jukeboxes. But Lubinsky wouldn't do it, and it turns out the song did become a big hit, but not for us. A group from England called Kenny Ball and his jazzmen did the song and made big money. Lubinsky also changed my song Home. When he looked up the title, he found there already was a song called Home, so he made me change it to Home is Where the Hearth Is. Home is extremely complex because it changes chords every measure. It's the same concept as Coltrane's giant steps, only much slower. I wasn't into smoking pot at that point, so when we recorded, we didn't even turn on. And we didn't do too many takes. We only did a couple songs over. I got a great sound because I was using the wonderful horn I had bought in Spain, the one with the pearl keys like a saxophone that was a note lower than a normal clarinet. The whole session was magic. It went very smoothly and wonderfully, and it was such a high having my dad there.
poem is Where the Hearth Is, a composition by Perry Robinson from the 1962 Funk Dumpling LP. I'm going to read a little bit more from Perry's autobiography. Just to let you know that Tom that I'm talking about here is the record producer Tom Wilson, and he lived near Perry's family, and that's how Perry knew him. The owner of Savoy was Herman Lubinsky, a chubby man with a little bald head who was always smoking a cigar. He was married at the time, but he was an out guy, and he loved being with big black women. Lubinsky and Tom were trying to build up Savoy again. Ornette and the new free music were coming on, and they were interested in being part of that. So one day Tom said to me, I want to get you on Savoy. We'll give you a date. You deserve it. I knew bassist Henry Grimes, and I had met drummer Paul Modian at Minton's when he played with Tony Scott and Bill Evans. Henry loved Paul and loved playing with him, so it was a good match. I got to know Paul through the years, but it wasn't until Henry joined Tony's quartet that I really played with him. So I had a bass player and a drummer, but what piano player? Henry suggested Kenny Barron, who was 19 at the time. I didn't know Kenny, but I trusted Henry. The recording session itself was so nice. It was in a beautiful studio in Newark, New Jersey, and my dad drove some of us there. When we got there, we met Lubinsky, this legendary character, and he brought out a contract with lots of fine print. I said, I've got to read this over, and my dad also looked at it, but Lubinsky said, don't worry, that's the contract that Charlie Parker signed. Of course, he messed him over, too. But I was young and I wanted to record, so I signed. We hardly made union scale, and I had to actually pay some money out of my own pocket. But it wasn't about money at that point. Lubinsky was so messing slick. He got all my messing recordings. He really messed me over. And because I was so young, I didn't know. When I asked about being registered with BMI or ASCAP, he said, Don't worry, we're BMI. We'll put you in. Then I found out years later that he never did. That messed me up a bit. I wouldn't have made much money off that record, but now nobody gets money from it because it's been bootlegged and bought by various companies.
That was Wahela, a Perry Robinson composition. And the, the both songs were Wahela. The last one we heard was from Perry Robinson Quartet album Angelolo- Angelology. And that was recorded in 1996. And it's on the Time Scraper Jazz label in Germany. And it's Perry Robinson on soprano and soprano clarinet. Ed Schuler on bass, uh, Simon Nabatov on piano, and Ernest Weyer on drums. And then before that, we heard the original version of Wahela, which is on Funk Dumpling with Perry Robinson on clarinet, Henry Grimes on bass, and Kenny Barron on piano, and Paul Modian on drums. Perry Robinson is still very active playing music, and I couldn't find a webpage for him, but he does have a Facebook page that lists some of um, his performances and new CDs. Um, I'll put a link on the blog page so you can check that out. Um, Next, I'm going to read from a journal that Paul wrote in when he was on either 1992 or 93 electric bebop band tour in Europe, and he was jotting down stories from the past, I think, um, in preparation for writing his autobiography, and here's a little story about Henry Grimes. I was sharing a hotel room with Henry Grimes, and I was suddenly awakened in the middle of the night by some strange shouting. It was Henry. He jumped up onto his bed and started kind of loud singing and yelling, jumping up and down. This went on for about a few minutes, then he fell back down and went to sleep. He looked to me like he was on safari, maybe on a lion hunt, and was about to attack a wild animal. I was dumbfounded. When morning came, I asked Henry what it was all about. He remembered nothing, not even a dream of any kind or anything that resembled what I witnessed. I loved Henry. I miss him as I miss all the wonderful, beautiful, creative musicians I have met through the years that have since died. I've learned just about everything from them, not only music-related, but life-related. Their philosophies on life, their advice about life and about music have made me and molded me into what I am today. This is my personal favorite cut from the Funk Dumpling LP, and it's Farmer Alfalfa, a composition by Henry Grimes.
That was Son of Alfalfa, a Henry Grimes composition on the Perry Robinson Quartet LP, Angelology, from 1996 on Time Scraper Jazz. Perry Robinson, soprano clarinet, Ed Schuler on bass, Simon Nabatov on piano, and Ernest Bayer on drums. And before that, we heard Farmer Alfalfa, also by Henry Grimes from the Funk Dumpling LP, which we've been featuring today. Um, next, I'm going to read a little piece that was in the New Yorker and the goings on about town on January 2nd, 2013. And uh, keep in mind that in the last thing I read, um, Paul, which he wrote in 1992 or so, thought that Henry Grimes had passed away. So um, the New York is recommending that you go and see Henry Grimes. In 1968, Henry Grimes, a lyrical and visionary bass player who performed and recorded with Sonny Rollins, Benny Goodman, and Albert Ayler, among numerous others, left New York in a small car with a friend and headed to California for several gigs. During the trip, Grimes' bass was strapped to the car's roof, and while he was driving, the pair got stuck in Death Valley for three days, and the instrument was damaged by the heat. Unable to afford the necessary repairs, Grimes pawned his bass, hoping to later buy it back and fix it. Instead, he began a long and harrowing downward spiral. For much of the next 35 years, Grimes lived in an SRO hotel in downtown Los Angeles and supported himself mainly by working as a janitor and a maintenance man. Many jazz, jazz fans assumed that he had died, but in 2002, an intrepid social worker and fan from Athens, Georgia, tracked Grimes down, and he has since played more than 500 performances all over the world, with the likes of Mark Ribot, Marilyn Crispell, and Cecil Taylor. On September 27, he'll be joined by the pianist Dave Burrell and the drummer Tyshawn Soré, and will also read some of the poems he wrote during the many years when he was without an instrument. So there you have it. You can still catch Henry Grimes live if you pay attention. And I think he plays mostly around New York, but he does have a website, henrygrimes.com, so you can go there and check out um, what he's up to. 
So Paul had a copy of Henry Grimes' book of poems, Signs Along the Road, and it really is wonderful poetry. I'm going to read a poem that I just picked out that I liked. It's called Lilith. Where was you? We were made black, blackened by the coals and dust, in some minute particle of all, cosmic, atomic, anatomical and comic, jest of sun. The ancestors were willing to be sunk happily in the teeth of a dragon or in the bite and total atrophy for asking how to see the batter. Lilith was the ancestor and a grand great-grandmother ancestor of the eternal Dracula. That is why the smoke was great. That is the reason why the fumes of God were heavy, innocent.
Funk Dumpling, the cut from Funk, the Funk Dumpling LP. It's a Henry Grimes composition, and that is the album that we're featuring today. I'm going to read a little bit more from Paul's writings. This is from his autobiography. It was late one night when Henry Grimes was practicing in his apartment. Someone had complained and called the cops, and the police came knocking on his door. Henry became somewhat belligerent, got arrested, and ended up in the hospital. His wife called me and said he had been put in Bellevue. I went there to visit him. Maybe I could help somehow. One of the attendants showed me to the visiting room. Wait here, he said. I didn't have long to wait. I heard a door open and close and then saw Henry. He had an angry look on his face. Give me a cigarette, he said. I gave him a cigarette and he began smoking in plain view of the no smoking sign. Henry, you got to be cool. Say yes, sir, no, sir, or they'll never let you out of here. We talked for a while. I thought I had convinced him to bowl his way out of there. It worked. My advice took hold and the very next day Henry was free. Henry was special. He was gentle and spiritual. He had such a big, beautiful bass sound. We played quite a few gigs together and recorded with many artists. I felt a deep and close friendship with him. Playing music with him was joyous. He made me play great. And we're going to hear Sprite's Delight, also a Henry Grimes composition from the Funk Dumpling LP.
Welcome back to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This show normally uh, airs on WRFR 93.3 Rockland, Maine. It's a low-power community radio station, and you can stream it online at WRFR.org. This is a recreation of an episode I did on February 14th. And um, the second part will feature some more from Funk Dumpling, but we'll also be adding in some Tony Scott, Bill Evans, and a Notch Fort. And I'm going to start off with the another cut from Funk Dumpling, the 1962 LP from Perry Robinson, and this is Moon Over Moscow. Thank you. 
That was Perry Robinson on clarinet, Henry Grimes on bass, Kenny Barron on piano, and Paul Modian on drums, Moon Over Moscow, a Perry Robinson composition from Funk Dumpling, 1962 Savoy Jazz LP. And now I'm going to read from Paul's autobiography a little bit about when he first moved to New York City. And this happened while he was still in the Navy. And he titled it, My Mother Called Me Crazy From the Day I Was Born. I was assigned to the Brooklyn Receiving Station. I had been sent to Brooklyn after almost two years of sea duty. I got lucky. It was the best thing that could have happened. I was still in the U.S. Navy, but I was in New York. Memorial Day, 1954. We had to play and march in the parade down Fifth Avenue. We were on one of the side streets, getting ready to enter the parade at our designated spot. It started to rain. Soon the drum I had was getting wet, and I thought, What the heck is this? How can I play this drum? It sounds like beep, all wet and beeped up. I felt the anger building. We entered the parade, and almost immediately I began improvising the drum beat, playing faster and louder, and I began marching through the ranks. The officer, who was the band leader, stopped the small band and came to where I was trying to force my way through and saw that I was crazed. He had Jack Six, one of the trumpet players, accompany me back to the band bus. I sat in the bus and waited until the band finished the parade. I had really lost it. I was told later that I looked weird and was foaming at the mouth. When we got back to the base, I was sent to see the Navy psychiatrist. Take it easy, Paul, he said. You'll be okay. You only have a few months to go, and you'll be discharged. Hang in there. The whole incident had begun as a joke, but it took me over. I remember the look on the face of one of the trumpet players in front of me. He looked scared, frightened as I marched through the ranks, almost knocking him down. I was screaming, look out, I'm coming through. People standing on the sidewalks of Fifth Avenue watching the parade were pointing at me. Look at the drummer, what's he doing? He must be crazy. So I wanted to read that just so um, you could see that when Paul went to visit Henry Grimes when he was at Bellevue Hospital, yeah, he, you know, he had a lot of stuff to relate to it about, and a similar incident that happened to him when he was in the Navy. So um, I'm going to continue on with some other um, music that Paul played in the late 50s. And this is Five, a Bill Evans composition. And it's Tony Scott on clarinet, Bill Evans on piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Paul Modian on drums. And the album is A Day in New York.
five, a composition by Bill Evans from Tony Scott and Bill Evans, A Day in New York, uh, 1957, Fresh Sound Records. Tony Scott, clarinet, Bill Evans, piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Paul Modian on drums. Uh, Tony Scott was a clarinetist who brought together a lot of great musicians. Paul and Bill Evans were already friends when they started playing and touring with Tony. I'm not sure when Paul first met Henry Grimes, but it was pretty early on since he only moved to New York in 1954. And Tony Scott was also a mentor to Perry Robinson, and um, so they were all tied together. In his book, Paul says, you couldn't say no to Tony Scott.
That was For Pete's Sake, a Tony Scott composition from Tony Scott and Bill Evans, A Day in New York, 1957. And I'm going to read a little bit from Paul's book about Tony Scott. Um, when he first toured with him, around the same time as this album was recorded, Bill and I played with the clarinetist Tony Scott. He was real funny sometimes. He had us laughing a lot. Uncontrollable laughter stomach-hurting laughter. Sometimes he messed up. Like the time we were playing in Norfolk, Virginia in the fall of 1956, a one-week gig. Jack Six on bass. Now, if you remember, Jack Six was in the Navy band with Paul, and he played the trumpet back then. Tony came into the hotel room where Bill and I and Jack were playing cards and threw a glass of water on us, mostly on Bill, not too funny, bizarre, kind of typical Tony Scott, a joke, but weird. The bass player with Tony at that time was Les Greenwich. We toured in Chicago and then in Canada in January of 1957. Tony stopped the station wagon in the middle of downtown Toronto, right in the center of traffic, got out and boarded a trolley car and disappeared. Bill and I looked at one another in shock and amazement, then just started laughing. We didn't quite know what to do. Tony came back after a short while, and we drove off. So for the rest of the show, um, I'm going to play a more recent CD with Paul and Perry Robinson from the liner notes of a not sports CD, A Long Story, recorded in 2004 on ECM Records. I'm going to read a little bit. I guess it had to be a long story from the first time I heard Paul on a Bill Evans record and was blown away. I have dreamt of playing with him. Years later, I met Ed, that would be Ed Schuler, who had been in many of Paul's bands, and we started playing together. It was around that time when I met Perry, too, and one day it all became clear. I had to make a record with Paul, and I couldn't think of two better partners than Ed and Perry. I decided to throw the ball and ask him if he would do it. The request was odd, though not unheard of in the jazz world. At that point, Paul has never heard me or my music before. Well, I felt that through his music, he had been one of my strongest mentors for years. So here's Anat Fort, Chapter 2. This is co-written by Anat Fort and Perry Robinson from the ECM CD, A Long Story recorded in 2004, Anat Fort on piano, Perry Robinson on clarinet, Ed Schuler on double bass, and Paul Modian on drums. Oh, 
If you go on YouTube, you can watch a lovely piece of Anat Fort and Paul playing at the Cornelia Street Cafe in September of 2011, and it was one of his last performances. And next we're going to hear Not the Perfect Storm, another composition by Anat Fort from A Long Story.
That was Not the Perfect Storm and a Not For It composition, recorded in 2004 for ECM Records from the LP A Long Story, a Not For It piano, Harry Robinson clarinet, Ed Schuler on double bass, and Paul Modian on drums. And if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can check out jazzcloset.blogspot.com. And from there, you can connect to the Facebook page and the podcast. Um, And so the show is the first three Fridays of the month. So I'll be back February 21st. Thanks for listening. And to take us to the top of the hour, I'm going to play uh, three more selections from um, A Not For It's A Long Story. We're going to hear Lullaby, Just Now Variation 1. And just now, Variation 2, all tunes written by Anat Fort, featuring Anat on the piano, Perry Robinson on clarinet, Ed Schuler on double bass, and Paul Modian on drums. And first, um, because it's Valentine's Day, I'm going to read a couple more poems. 
Um, the first one I'm going to read is by Henry Grimes, and the second one is just some writing that Paul had jotted down that uh, feels kind of like a love poem to me. Moments by Henry Grimes Moments are the echoes of a spectral explosion, way out in outer space and larger astronomical time, as measured flickers are, as sunspots, radiological static over waves. They box the cosmic reels, the overriding notions, steel and are sealed above the oceans of the clouds. And that was written in the early 80s. And this is by Paul. Is everything a moment? Is life a relationship, a love affair? Does everything mean the same at the moment? If I'm making love with you, I love you at that moment. If it's with someone else, it's the same. I love that person at that time. It's all the same, or is it? Death is also a moment. <laughs>